Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. Episode number 54 of my AI Love Affair. My name is Ronsley and today I'm interviewing Leopolda Jami. Now he interviewed me in the last episode and we then had this really in-depth conversation about AI. I mentioned how he's a philosopher. So I start asking him how a philosopher would use AI to communicate words. What we talk about is absolutely insane and the conversation that unfolds is beautiful because we talk about voice design, the concept of voice design, the importance of leaders and how that's such a huge deal. The challenges that leaders face in articulating what they're worth and how AI can help, how he helps individuals align their voice with their achievements, the frameworks and strategies that Leopold recommends and a whole bunch of anecdotes and stories that are really important for you if you're in that scenario where you want to communicate your words. And I think most of us need to do that. So come, let's learn. Hey, it's Ron Slay. Welcome, you AI geek, to this podcast, My AI Love Affair. Consider this podcast your digital compass guiding you through the labyrinth that is business growth using artificial intelligence. Running a business as a creative can sometimes be like trying to solve a Rubik's Cube blindfolded. But what if you had a secret tool that could align all the colors for you? That is AI. It's like a master key unlocking multiple doors. Thanks for being here. Let's learn. Leopold Ajami, welcome to the show. This is insane because it feels like I've known you forever. Me too. Yeah. And we've just got to know each other in 2023 and it's been an absolute blast to hang out with you and share conversations with you. I'd love, before I butcher it, when you're at a barbecue and someone asks you what you do, how do you explain that? Well, it depends who's talking. Mm -hmm. There are times that you just don't want anyone to yeah. ask you anything. Like, I'm a, drug, I'm a drug dealer, and then that stops, right? Well, we were in an event once together, yeah, yeah. and it was a group of people who are all basically designers. You have UX design and uh, architects and interior. And we were talking, and someone asked me, what do you do? And so I said, I'm a voice designer. Yes. <laughs> you remember? Yes. He's like, oh, that's interesting. Yes. But usually the way I put it is I work with leaders and I help them design their voice to match their worth. And the reason I do that is because I discovered that a lot of leaders feel either overshadowed or undervalued. And it's like their worth is here in terms of achievement, their ideas, all of that. But they really struggle in articulating that worth, right? Yeah be it in pitching, presentation, leading people, and even presenting themselves as a brand, uh, building their thought leadership. So there's this kind of uh, tension, if you want, between mm -hmm. their worth and their voice. Yeah. And this is what I do. That's the part that gravitated me towards this conversation in the first yeah. place. When you talk about helping people use their voice to match their worth, for the last 12 years, I've been sort of dedicating my life to helping people use their voice so that they can refine their voice and they can refine their argument. So yeah. when I read that, I was like, this is a conversation I want to go down this path. And when you say design voice to match worth, what is your framework? How do you go about doing that? 
One of the commitments I made to myself first is I want to work with people who are ethical and whose ideas are, you know, life promoting and all these kind of good things, right? I don't want to work with someone who's destructive, manipulative, or what have you. Yeah. And so that's my starting point. This is where I start first. Uh, but then I go back to the design element and I say, how can I actually have them design their voice? Because part of me is a public speaking coach, right? But first of all, what is public speaking? And most people think about public speaking as just delivering yes. uh, as some kind of a content. And that's why I, I created a system uh, that I call the PHC system. Yeah. Right? And it's a system that integrates PH stands for philosophy. So it's philosophy and the C is creativity and communication. So when you bring these three, what I call them, the foundational skills, philosophy that helps you to, to think deeply and profoundly about essential fundamental things in life, whether uh, ethical, whether existential, what have you, political, social, and you combine that with the ability to generate ideas, solve problems, and then you communicate them. This is where you, as a leader, you get your, your space to introspect, reflect on your worth, yeah. and then design that journey so you can have a voice worth sharing, if I may. Yeah. We spoke about philosophy a lot. How do you define philosophy and how do you imagine someone getting into philosophy and living a philosophical life? To put it very simply, philosophy is the science that studies the nature of a human being and their relationship with reality and existence, right? This is the, the essence of philosophy. It studies what we are as a human being, how we think, how we come to know, how we acquire values, how we can live together, right? So, and so it's about us and our relationship with the world. Now, for the second part is, unfortunately, philosophy has a bad name for many reasons. Uh, one, most philosophers wrote for other philosophers as a response for other philosophers. And so you end up with an experience where you open a book on philosophy, you want to read it, and it's very esoteric. It means nothing. Impractical. And you say, why do I need it? Who needs it, right? I, I don't. Unfortunately, uh, that's the case, but it shouldn't be. Philosophy should be part of our curriculum mm. because philosophy teaches you how to think essentially, right? How to think uh, in essential terms, how to use your, your reason, mm. at least my philosophy, how to use your reason uh, to be logical, how to augment your emotion and experience, and how to deal with other people. Here's the trick. Anyone has a philosophy. Every single person has a philosophy. Only most of us, we don't know it consciously. We haven't defined our philosophy consciously. So what we do is we start acquiring the ideas from here and there. And we live in this, I call it a fruit salad, right? A little bit from here, a little bit from there. So few of us has a systematic uh, uh, definition or approach to, to how to live their lives. And that's the importance of philosophy. You, you talk about how to think, and I think that's more important today than it's ever Oof, been, especially absolutely. with artificial intelligence and the path where the conversation will go down. How can we preface this conversation with how to think? 
especially when it comes to artificial intelligence, especially when it comes to augmenting our intelligence. And here this is really funny. Every time you talk, it reminds me of Mo Gaudet, who you recommended to me, by the way, and mm. I've listened to all his books now. I, I highly respect uh, the, the guy. You know, I love his ideas. I love his books, even though I have to say, and one of the things I always say, I want to meet this person. I want to ask him questions because I find myself disagreeing with some of his ethical yeah. theories and vision for AI. I see. But I think the project in Scary Smart that he did is yeah. absolutely, it's so important. And I recommend everyone to read it. And the point of reading it is not to agree on everything, but really he's giving us a framework to think about AI, yeah. which could be Scary Smart. And I have my takes on yes. this, but it could be very good. It could yeah. save humanity in so yeah. many ways. Yeah. So you have that tension yeah. again. Yeah. How do we think, especially in the world we are in right now, when intelligence is being commoditized, by the idea that we have machines that can artificially think for us. So how do we think and how do, can we preface this whole conversation about artificial intelligence in the right way? Here's something that I've been grappling with, especially that I started learning from here and there about AI, and I learned a lot from you, for, of course. But the relationship to thinking and to, to skills is so important because there are three things I'm thinking about. The first one is, I see that nowadays, especially with ChatGPT, for example, we will end up with a, with a world full of noise. There will be a lot of noise, a lot of information, misinformation, disinformation, right? And I feel that we're going to lose our ability to judge which one is right, which one is wrong, which one is false news, which one is what have you. And that is not the, the problem of AI as such. It's our problem, which leads me to the second point, that most of us aren't trained to have this foundational skills of thinking, of writing, of speaking. So if you look at what's happening in the world, AI is growing so fast, but on the shaky foundation. Right? That's what's happening. We don't have the foundation. And that's why I might jump to ChatGPT now and write 200 articles in a week. And I'm just going to put them out there. I, I might not have the ability to judge whether they're good or, or bad or effective or not. It's going to be just unnecessary noise. I'm not going to have a touch of me, right? Because I'm just robotic in the way I'm approaching it. And the third part, which I fear a lot, and I'm writing an article about this. It's what I call the illusion of skill. We're going to have an illusion of skill that I'm, I have the capacity to write these articles or to put all this content out there. But really, I don't. I'm just generating content. Well, by at the opposite you know, level, oh, if you have the foundation, AI can be life-changing. It can help you augment your creativity and, you know, translate it in a different way and become a better thinker. Yeah. And we talked about that the first time, about how much, if you really know how to use this software and the logic behind it, you become better at what you do. I'm a huge fan of illusion of skill because I see it often. I mean, I've seen it in the podcasting world, seen it in the marketing world, you see it in the speaker world, you yeah. see it a lot, especially in the business coaching world as well. Ooh, you see it a lot. And now, we're seeing it in the AI world and there are people who don't know are just learning themselves and are teaching others and they have this illusion of their skills. Yeah. 
just because you can put a prompt in and it sh it's magical and what it returns does not mean you know yeah. AI. So let's talk about the articulation of worth. We spoke about people's worth, which is such an important part. How do we start to see our worth? Because it can swing in a pendulum depending on how we feel of the day, I suppose, as well. Yeah. And we could over-exaggerate our worth. How do we judge our worth, not only to ourselves, but then to others? My take on the worth is, I think, twofold. The first one is integrity. And this is not just a word that you put on, the, on your website as, yeah, it's nice to have. No, no, no. If you want to have a, your worth, you must acquire and earn your integrity. Yeah. Which means you, you know what you have in your mind and there's a complete integration between what you think and what you say and how you act. Sure. Right? So most of the times for so many people, it's not that they don't have integrity. It's they don't have the bridge to link what they think with what they want to say. See? So they might be great people, but they have all these ideas and they don't have that bridge to go from, okay, these are my ideas. I want to have the ability to articulate them clearly mm. to my audience. The result is perceived as lack of integrity. You look at someone and you say, he's the CEO of that company. He doesn't know how to speak or he doesn't know how to inspire his people. He might be great, but he just doesn't know how to use that. And the second part is I'm big on ethical considerations. So the second part of the word is that, in my judgment, we have a lot of people who are holding the mic in the world with terrible ideas. Mm -hmm. And some of them are really good people. But to go back to philosophy, they're just taking these pieces of ideas and spreading them to the world without really thinking about it. Mm -hmm. And you, you can see it everywhere. You go on LinkedIn now. Diversity, diversity, inclusivity, inclusivity, servant leadership. And you go like, oh, wait, wait a minute, okay? I might be with or against, that's not the point. The point is, when was the last time you stopped and asked, what is servant leadership? Why do I have to agree with this? What, what, you know, so we built that, especially here in the region, we have this psychological urge to take these big ideas and big words and just spread them onto the market, you know, like, it sounds good. It's a servant leadership. You know, I don't want to be a, a bad leader, so let me serve others. Yeah. And we, we spread it to the market yeah. uh, without much uh, thought. thought. Yeah. So that's, that's the real, I think, essence of, of finding your worth, like, like really knowing what you're talking about, regardless if I agree with you or not. Yeah. Yeah. So it's more attention seeking than actual worth. Geek. Thanks for listening. Your job doesn't stop here. I want you to lend your voice to the conversation. So you can join those conversations, discussions, new trainings, new recordings, and the rest of the AI Geeks by going to aigeeks.co slash discord. Also, share this podcast with a friend, another potential AI Geek. Until then, much love. <laughs>